Welcome to Jazz Piano Skills. I'm Dr. Bob Lawrence. It's time to discover, learn, and play jazz piano. Today, you are going to discover traditional locked hands for the diminished sound. You are going to learn how to harmonize diminished scales and arpeggios using traditional locked hands. And you are going to play traditional locked hands for the diminished sound from the root through the seventh of the sound using scale motion and from the root through the 13th of the sound using arpeggio motion. So as I always like to say, regardless of where you are in your jazz journey, a beginner, an intermediate player, an advanced player, or even if you are a seasoned and experienced professional, you will find this Jazz Piano Skills podcast lesson exploring the traditional locked hand voicings for the diminished sound to be very beneficial. If you are a new listener to Jazz Piano Skills podcast, if you are new to Jazz Piano Skills, I want to personally invite you to become a Jazz Piano Skills member. Simply visit jazzpianoskills.com to learn more about the abundance of jazz educational resources, materials, and services that are available for you to use, available to help you become an accomplished jazz pianist. For example, all of the educational podcast packets, the illustrations, the lead sheets, the play-alongs that I develop and I produce for every weekly podcast episode are available for you to access and download and to use when practicing. As a Jazz Piano Skills member, you also have access to the Sequential Jazz Piano Curriculum, which is loaded with comprehensive courses using a self-paced format, educational talks, interactive media, video demonstrations, play-alongs, and much more. You also, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, have a reserved seat in the online weekly masterclasses, which are in essence private one-hour lessons with me each and every week. And also, as a as a Jazz Piano Skills member, you have access to the private Jazz Piano Skills community, which hosts a variety of engaging forums, podcast-specific forums, course-specific forums, and of course, general jazz piano forums. And last but certainly not least, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, you have unlimited, unlimited private, personal, and professional educational support provided by me whenever and as often as you need it. Again, visit jazzpianoskills.com to learn more about all of the educational opportunities that await you and how to easily activate your Jazz Piano Skills membership. If you have any questions, any questions at all, please let me know. I'm always happy to spend time with you and to help you in any way that I can. I also want to remind everyone to check out the Jazz Piano Skills blog. Whether you are a Jazz Piano Skills member or not, you can enjoy reading some additional insights regarding the Jazz Piano Skill of the Week. And you will find the blog link in the menu bar running across the top of the page at jazzpianoskillspodcast.com. Or once, you're, once you arrive at jazzpianoskillspodcast.com, you can just simply scroll to the bottom of the page and you'll see an entire blog section. I like to take some time at the 
end of each week to jot down my final thoughts about the jazz piano skill explored in the weekly podcast episode and provide you with some words of encouragement and inspiration as well. So be sure to check out the blog and let me know what you think. Your feedback always, always is welcomed and very much appreciated. Okay, let's discover, learn, and play jazz piano. Let's discover, learn, and play traditional locked hands voicings for the diminished sound. Today is a big day because we wrap up a five-week series exploring the locked hands approach to harmonizing melodic lines. We started back on September 7th with the minor sound followed by the dominant and major sounds, with last week being devoted to the half-diminished sound, and today, of course, the diminished sound. In the first three episodes, I shared with you a very nice, accurate, and concise description of what the jazz world is referring to when talking about locked hands. And last week, we listened to Milt Buckner, the originator of the technique, locked hands. We listened to Milt Buckner play Jersey Bounds, using locked hands not only on the head, the melody of the tune, but throughout his entire solo, which was quite impressive indeed. However, today I want to share with you what I consider to be perhaps the best treatment of locked hands ever performed by any jazz pianist. Now, please keep in mind that this is just simply my humble opinion, but I think most jazz pianists would agree. In fact, I think anyone would have a difficult time coming up with another recording, another performance that even comes close to the locked hands virtuosity that you are about to hear. So, to whom and what recording am I speaking of which, with such jazz reverence? Well, none other than the great Oscar Peterson and his performance of Tenderly with bassist Ray Brown and guitar, guitarist Herb Ellis, which, by the way, Herb Ellis is another North Texas graduate. Go North Texas. So let's all sit back and enjoy this amazing performance. And if you have not heard this before, get ready to pick your jaw up off the floor when it's over. (laughs) Okay. It's amazing. And if you have heard it before, sit back and just enjoy it. I know you know you're in for a, a treat again, right? So, okay. So here we go. Oscar Peterson with Ray Brown and Herb Ellis playing tenderly. Check out this performance and check out how Oscar uses the locked hands. Here we go.
you know what? I, I don't even know what to say. I, I've heard this recording, I don't know, thousands of times, literally. And every time I, I am always left just simply amazed at, at, at Oscar Peterson and his playing, but the locked hands, <laughs> you know, the solo like he was just soloing with the locked hands is just amazing. It's a great sound, right? And that's what we've been addressing for the last month, you know, methodically going through the, the minor sound, the, the dominant, the major, last week the half diminished sound, and, and now today the diminished sound. So this is what we've been aiming towards, right? Getting a, a way to approach uh, understanding locked hands conceptually and a way to approach practicing the locked hands physically. So today, the agenda, the educational agenda for today is as follows. Number one, I'm going to present seven locked hands voicings, one note, I mean one for each note of the diminished scale. And the diminished scale that I'm going to be using is the seventh mode of the harmonic minor. Seventh mode of the harmonic minor, which is the scale, the mode that presents, that gives us the diminished sound. Number two, I am going to present 10 exercises that focus on compact scale and arpeggio motion to minimize linear movement to help us get these shapes and sounds solidified conceptually, orally, and physically. And number three, I am going to present one exercise that spans the entire scale from the root to the seventh and one exercise that plays the scale, the diminished sound, as an arpeggio spanning from the root to the 13th. All in all, I will pre be presenting, just as I did with the minor, dominant, major, and half-diminished locked hands, I will be presenting a total of 12 exercises today. And number four, I will be constructing all the voicings with the traditional locked hands approach. And finally, number five, I will be playing all demonstrations today, all exercises, using a tempo of 120. And as always, I highly recommend using slower tempos, 60, 70, 80, whenever you begin to physically explore any new jazz piano skill. So this jazz piano skills lesson, as as were the last four podcast episodes dealing with the harmonizing of minor, dominant, major, and half-diminished sounds using scale and arpeggio motion, this lesson today, focusing on the diminished sound, is huge. It will forever change how you think about scales, how you think about arpeggios and harmonizing them. And it will forever change how you play them. And it will dramatically change your jazz piano sound. So if you are a jazz piano skills member, please take a few minutes right now before we dig in to download, to access, to download and print the illustrations and the lead sheets. As a jazz piano skills member, you have access to these podcast packets and you should absolutely be using them when listening to this podcast. And of course, you should be using them when practicing. And if you are listening to this podcast 
on any of the popular podcast directories such as Apple or Google, Amazon, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and any other, then be sure to go to jazzpanelskillspodcast.com to access and download the podcast packets. You will find the active links in the show notes. The active links are found in the show notes. And one final but extremely important message here. If you are thinking that the traditional locked hands, the diminished voicings, that we are about to discover, learn, and play, if you are thinking that this jazz piano skills concept is in some way, or even if you think it is all the way over your head, then I would say to you, so what? Continue to listen. Continue to grow your jazz piano skills intellectually. This is where it begins, by listening to this podcast episode. The fact is, all skills are over our heads when first introduced. And that is precisely the first step we need to take in order to improve our musicianship, to embrace concepts that are over our heads, and to listen. All musical growth begins upstairs, mentally, conceptually, before it can come out downstairs, physically, in your hands. So listen. Listen to this podcast lesson now to discover and to learn The play will come in time. I guarantee it. Okay, so all demonstrations today are focusing on the C diminished sound. And the C diminished scale is C, D flat, E flat, F flat, G flat, A flat, and A, or B double flat, or A, right? So this is the seventh mode of the harmonic minor scale, of the D-flat harmonic minor scale. So I'm just going to play C diminished in my left hand, and I'm going to play this seventh mode of the harmonic minor scale, or the diminished scale, in my right hand. Perfect fit. Beautiful. So that is what we are going to harmonize. That scale, those notes, are what we are going to harmonize today using traditional locked hands. So each one of those notes of the scale is going to be treated as a melody note, as if it is the melody note. Okay, so let's start with our first pair, our C and our D flat, right? So to voice our uh, C using traditional locked hands, I'm going to place middle C with my little finger in my right hand. I'm going to play C one octave lower in my left hand with my thumb. And I'm going to fill it in with the diminished sound, with the E-flat, G-flat, and the A. So I get this when I play it all together. Beautiful. It's like C diminished and first inversion, with the C doubled one octave lower in my left hand. Classic, traditional, locked hands voicing. Now, to go to my D-flat, the next note in the scale to pair that up with the D-flat, All we're going to do is move our octave melody, our C's, up the D-flat. Everything in the middle stays the same, the E-flat, the G-flat, and the A. So I'm going to place these two locked hands voicings side by side. I get this. Nice. So what I want to do is bring the ensemble in. 
drop these locked hands into a musical context, a musical setting. I want to get used to the shapes first and foremost, moving back and forth. Once I do, I'm going to add some rhythmic uh, variation, some rhythmic vocabulary. Uh, use those uh, voicings to create some rhythmic ideas to lead me to some melodic motifs. So let's bring the ensemble in. Let's check it out. And then we'll talk about it. Here we go. I love the diminished sound. I think it's, I think it's fantastic. And you, you know what? You hear it, you hear it all the time in jazz literature, uh, and you hear it used uh, to voice melodic lines, passing notes, uh, neighboring tones, upper and lower neighboring tones, as well. And uh, we'll get into more of that a little later down the road. But now let's move on to our second pair. So now. The next note in our mode or in our diminished scale is our E flat. And we're going to, again, play that as an octave with my right hand little finger on E flat, my left hand thumb on E flat, one octave lower. I'm going to fill it in with in the right hand, I'm going to fill it in with G flat, A, and C. So let me play that together. It sounds like this. Nice. Now, the next note that we're pairing it up with within the scale is the F flat or the E. So everything within the locked hands stay the same. It's just the melody note that's going to change. So I'm moving my octave from my E flat up to my F flat or the note E. So those two locked hands side by side sound like this. So let's bring the ensemble back in. Let's drop these locked hands into a musical context. And let's get used to the shapes first, going back and forth. Then once used to the shapes, begin adding some rhythmic vocabulary, some rhythmic variation to help us discover some melodic motifs. So here we go. Let's check it out, and we'll talk about it.
right? So, so far we're, we're following the same, we're taking the same approach that we, that we applied to our minor, our dominant, our major, and our half diminished locked hands, where we practiced in two note groupings uh, to kind of illuminate the fact that the inside of these locked hands are staying the same between these two notes. It's just that the melody note itself is changing, right? Hopefully, you're starting to recognize and pick up on this pattern that we have been utilizing over the past month as we've looked at each uh, sound using locked hands. So our next two-note pair, we're going to be uh, using the G-flat, the fifth of the sound. Again, doubling uh, using uh, an octave between the, the right hand and the left hand. So in the right hand, I have my G-flat on my little finger. I have my uh, thumb and my left hand playing G-flat. And I'm going to fill it in with the diminished sound uh, with my right hand. A, C, and E-flat. So when I play it together, it get, I get this sound. Classic locked hands, diminished. And once again, we're going to change our melody note to the six, which is A-flat, by just simply moving the outer voices, moving the G-flat in the right hand, the G-flat in the left hand, up to A-flat. Love that. And the inside of the locked hands stay the same. So those two voicings side by side sound like this. Beautiful. Again. Awesome. So once again, let's bring the ensemble back in. Let's drop these voicings, these locked hands, into a musical context, a musical setting. Get comfortable with the shapes and sounds first and foremost. Then begin to add some rhythmic variation, some rhythmic vocabulary to help us discover some nice melodic motifs. So here we go. Let's check it out and see what we think. So now we only have one left note, um, <laughs> one note left. <laughs> we only have one note left of the diminished scale or the diminished sound or the seventh mode of the harmonic minor to harmonize using locked hands. And that's the seventh, which is the note A or B double flat, which would be the a, note A. So we're going to pair it up with the six that we just played, the A flat, and again, we got A flat played in an using an octave with 
right hand little finger on A flat, left hand thumb on A flat, and inside diminished sound, uh, A, C, and E flat. Love it. And now going to our A or B double flat. And this is basically a C diminished chord in root position with the A, the top note A being doubled an octave lower in my left hand with the thumb. So those two voicings side by side sound like this. Nice. So once again, we're bringing the ensemble back in, dropping these two locked hand shapes, these two locked hand sounds using A flat and B double flat, or the note A as our melody note, using traditional locked hands. Let's place it into a musical context and see what we think. Use some rhythmic variation to discover some melodic motifs. Should be fun. Here we go. Check it out. successfully taken the diminished scale, the seventh mode of the harmonic minor, and we have harmonized it from the root through the seventh. We have harmonized it using traditional locked hands. And how does it sound? Sounds like this. Really nice. And back down. So I just wanted you to hear it, uh, the entire scale harmonized using locked hands. We're going to do an exercise at the end of the podcast that utilizes scale motion. But just wanted you to hear it right now because it sounds so good. So now that we have utilized two note groupings to get these shapes and sounds uh, sorted out conceptually and in our ears orally, you know, and under our hands, in our hands physically, Now we're going to use, as we did with the minor and the dominant major and half diminished locked hands, we're now going to use three note groupings so that we have included at at our disposal, we have now scale motion and arpeggio motion. So for example, C to D flat to E flat, straight scale motion, or just C up to E flat nice arpeggio motion and E flat back down the C arpeggio motion so 
now I have a scale and arpeggio motion at my fingertips. So now, now I have a little bit more to work with. So let's bring the ensemble back in. Let's utilize this three-note grouping to create some melodic ideas using some rhythmic variation and utilizing ascending and descending scale and arpeggio motion. Wow. Let's check it out and see what we think. Here we go. It's, it's awesome, right? Scale, arpeggio, motion. We tend to think of scales and arpeggio spanning an octave or two octaves or three octaves on the piano. Not the case, right? We have a three-note grouping uh, that we can recognize and utilize scale motion and arpeggio motion within this little interval, within this little min minor third interval. So now we're going to move on. We're going to pair up E-flat. F flat, the note E, and G flat. So we have this three note grouping, E flat, F flat or E, G flat. Again, we have scale and arpeggio motion. So let's bring the ensemble back in. Let's have some fun and explore ascending and descending scale and arpeggio motion using traditional locked hands voicings with the third, the fourth, and the fifth of the diminished scale. Here we go. Check it out. sound is awesome. It's fantastic. So now that we've 
utilize scale and arpeggio motion from the root to the third. And we've and we've done scale and arpeggio motion, explored scale and arpeggio motion from the third to the fifth. Now we're going to continue marching through the sound and we're going to use a three note grouping that includes the fifth, the G flat, the sixth, A flat, and then of course the seventh, B double flat or the note A. Again, G flat, A flat, B double flat or A. And once again, that little three-note grouping provides us scale and arpeggio motion. So let's bring the ensemble in. Let's drop this three-note grouping into musical context. And let's explore and see what we can discover rhythmically and melodically. Check it out. the seventh to the root to the ninth of the diminished sound. So we have A, B double flat A, our root C, and our ninth, D flat. So once again, we have scale and arpeggio motion. This is an interesting grouping, though, because we have that minor third between our A and our C. So we have this. So we really have some nice arpeggio motion going here. So again, we're going to take this three-note grouping, voice it using traditional locked hands, utilize ascending and descending scale and arpeggio motion to create some rhythmic and melodic variations, rhythmic and melodic ideas. So here we go. Let's check it out and see what we think.
So let's continue marching through the sound, right? We've already have covered everything from the root up to the ninth. Now we're going to take our ninth, our D flat, go to our third, E flat, and then our fourth, F flat, or the note E. Or our, I should say the 11th, right? That's how we're treating this. So we have our ninth, D flat, our third, E flat, and our fourth, F flat, or E. Again, we have scale, we have arpeggio, ascending and descending motion, and we're going to apply some rhythmic variation, some rhythmic vocabulary to this three-note grouping to discover some nice melodic motifs. So bring the ensemble back in, let's drop them into a musical context, these locked hands, and see what we discover, learn, and play. Here we go. Absolutely love it. So one three-note grouping left to explore, and that three-note grouping is going to begin with the 11th, the, the note E or F flat, going to the fifth, which is our G flat, and going to our sixth or our 13th A flat. So we got 11, 5, 13, E, or F flat to G flat to A flat. Have, again, once again, nice scale and arpeggio motion that we can move ascending or descending directions. And um, uh, we're going to use these melodic locked hand, these locked hands to create melodic ideas using rhythmic variation, right? Same format, same structure we've been using, not only throughout this entire podcast to explore the diminished sound, but the same exact process that we we have utilized to explore the minor, dominant, major, and half-diminished sounds as well. So here we go. Let's bring the ensemble in. Let's see what we think. Here we go.
very cool. Awesome. So we have successfully taken a diminished sound, the diminished scale, the seventh mode, harmonic minor, and we've harmonized it using traditional locked hands. And we've done so with utilizing two-note groupings and then three-note groupings. And we utilize two-note groupings to explore from the root to the seventh, and three-note groupings to explore from the root all the way up through the 13th. When we added that third note, we had scale and arpeggio motion at our fingertips then uh, that we could utilize to sharpen and um, develop our creativity. So now that we're comfortable with the shapes, right, harmonizing that diminished sound and comfortable with the shapes, now we can actually turn our attention to playing an exercise that tests our skills on moving from sound to sound through the entire scale, from the root through the seventh ascending, and of course descending from the seventh back to the to the root. So that's exactly what I want to demonstrate right now. So I want to bring the ensemble in. Going to play the diminished sound using scale motion, ascending and descending scale motion. Going to start off by using just half notes, giving me a little time to think between each of the shapes. And then I'm going to move move to uh, quarter notes, right? So this should be fun. Let's see what happens. Here we go. We start with two-note and three-note groupings to learn these shapes and these sounds and these traditional locked hands before we start playing them using scale motion from the root to the seventh, right? It only makes sense. We piecemeal everything together. Then we get to the scale. And then once we have the scale under our hands, right, we're comfortable with that moving, utilizing scale motion, ascending and descending, we can ratchet it up another notch and say, you know what, now we're going to, now I'm going to practice arpeggio motion from the root through the 13th of the sound, right? And I'm going to do so using arpeggio motion. So now it gets a little bit more challenging because we're going to spread that sound out from the root all the way up to the 13th. So now let's bring the ensemble in. I'm going to play this diminished sound from the root to the 13th utilizing traditional locked hands voicings. It's going to be a lot of fun. Here we go. Let's check it out.
about you all, but I'm tired. This has been a heck of a month, hasn't it? Getting through all these locked hand voicings for for all of the five the five primary sounds of music, our major, dominant, minor, half diminished, and diminished. It's uh, been quite an endeavor, quite a feat. Uh, so, we, we, as always, we've unpacked a ton of information today, and we've done so within an hour, right? These traditional diminished locked hand voicings, uh, without doubt, without doubt, are going to require much thought, intense study, and, of course, relentless practice. Not only to diminish, but, but all, all all of the sounds, right, to get this technique uh sorted out conceptually and in our ears orally and under our hands physically for each of the primary sounds for our major dominant minor half diminished and diminished sounds it's it's going to require much study uh, and relentless practice right there's no shortcut and with that being said i want to encourage you as as i have done in the previous episodes dealing with the locked hands i want to encourage you to take the time to map out these voicings on paper. Use the podcast packets, the illustrations, the lead sheets to guide you, right? The illustrations include a paper practice template that you can use for mapping out the harmonization of all 12 diminished scales, the diminished sounds, all 12 of them. And as you've heard me say over and over and over again, your conceptual understanding is what determines your physical development. So the time that you invest, the time that you invest in studying and mapping out the traditional locked hands voicings, whether it's for the diminished or the major or the dominant, the minor, the half diminished, time spent, time invested, the return on your investment, uh, it just cannot be adequately expressed. And most of all, I've I've said this before too. Most of all, be patient. This is a big time jazz piano skill that will take time to digest mentally and physically. So, structure your pr- physical practice after the playing demonstrations that I modeled for you in this podcast episode and the previous four podcast episodes. If you do so, you will begin to see, you will begin to feel, you will begin to hear, and you will begin to apply your musical progress. I guarantee it. Well, I hope you have found this Jazz Piano Skills podcast lesson. I hope you have found this Jazz Piano Skills podcast series exploring traditional locked hands voicings for all of the primary sounds, major, dominant, minor, half diminished, and diminished. I hope you have found this series to be insightful. And of course, to be very beneficial. Don't forget, if you are a Jazz Piano Skills member, I will see you online Thursday evening at the Jazz Piano Skills Masterclass, 8 p.m. Central Time, to discuss this podcast episode lesson exploring the traditional locked hands voicings for the diminished sound in greater detail and to answer any questions that you may have about the study of jazz in general. Again, As a Jazz Panel Skills member, be sure to use the educational podcast packets, the illustrations, the lead sheets, the play-alongs, not only for this podcast episode and this podcast lesson, but for all of my podcast episodes and lessons. Also, be sure to use the Jazz Panel Skills courses to truly maximize your musical growth. 
Likewise, make sure you are an active participant in the Jazz Panel Skills community. Get involved and contribute to the various forums and make some new jazz piano friends. Always a great thing to do. You can reach me by phone, 972-380-8050, extension 211, by email, Dr. Lawrence, drlawrence at jazzpianoskills.com, or by SpeakPipe, found throughout the Jazz Piano Skills website. Well, there's my cue. That's it for now, and until next week, enjoy the traditional diminished locked hands voices. Enjoy the journey. Most of all, have fun as you discover, learn, and play jazz piano.